Flannel Friday on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. <laughs> I'm Sarah Goldseth. It is a nice, cozy day in the studio. Nice well, and chilly outside this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we are looking at baptism today. There's a, a new uh, document from the Commission on Theology and Church Relations of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. And uh, we're going to take a well, just a brief overview of that with the Reverend Dr. Joel Leyenbauer, who's the director of the LCMS Commission on Theology and Church Relations. Dr. Leyenbauer, thanks for being here this morning. Always great to be with you guys. So the the Commission on Theology and Church Relations, also known as the CTCR, uh, prepares documents that that help uh, provide clarification. They're not necessarily documents that teach anything new, but provide clarification for us. Is that a a, a fair way to to sum it up? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both sometimes. Um, You know, there are times when we are discussing issues that are somewhat new and fresh a culture raises Mm -hmm. questions and like well what about that you know and so uh sometimes we tackle issues like that we're going to be talking this morning about baptism and obviously that's not a new issue and so people have even asked me um you know what's the ctcr working on why why in the world a document on baptism so we can talk a little bit about that as we go along um but this is a case where we tackled an issue that's uh dear near and dear to our hearts uh but felt that there was a need for guidance and a resources, resource that would help pastors and church workers and laity understand better uh, what this great sacrament is all about and also deal with some issues that are somewhat new and, and in some cases troubling and recent that have arisen that uh, have caused some consternation among our people. Yeah, it seems like so many things connect back to baptism and baptism is is all throughout uh, scripture in ways that that I didn't realize. I mean, even just yesterday in Sharper Iron, they're talking about creation and they're connecting baptism right. to creation. It's just, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. Well, it really is. At, at our last meeting, we just finished up a Bible study. This report we adopted two meetings ago, but then we just completed a Bible study to go with it. And I was kind of amazed myself at just all the scripture. We've got a lot of scripture in that in that Bible yeah. study on baptism and people who maybe especially from churches that don't place as much a priority on baptism or believe the same things we believe about it might think, well, what's there in the Bible? Not much about baptism. And if you, you know, if you just do a concordant study of the specific word, of mm-hmm. course, you're not going to find a hundred, 200 passages. But once you understand what the Bible is really saying about baptism, the connections are amazing, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. so it is a scripturally rich topic, obviously. Yeah. You mentioned some uh, some uh, things that have come up recently. What uh, what questions about baptism have have come up right. uh, recently? Uh, the one of the questions that was raised at the last convention, and most of our assignments do come out of the Synod and Convention, had to do with the baptismal formula. You know, uh, we baptize as Christ commanded us to do in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Sounds like kind of a basic, simple thing. Well, how else would you baptize? But in this crazy world we live in, there are churches that, for reasons, let's say, of 
quote-unquote gender inclusivity mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit we're gonna baptize in the name of the Creator and the Redeemer and the sanctifier so that no one is offended by this masculine language about God well what about that hmm is that is that a valid baptism when some when someone is baptized in the name of the creator it's a it's the trinity or it's you know it's got a trinitarian sort of you know a pattern to it but those aren't the words jesus gave us mm-hmm. to baptize those aren't in accordance with his commission so that was just one of the questions that was raised at the convention to clarify no we baptize using the words that our lord gave us and anytime you depart from those words sort of like the Lord's Supper. Are we going to come up with uh, different words of institution uh, for some reason because we don't like the ones he gave us or we don't want to offend somebody? So we were very clear as a church that those are the words we use and any departure from those words is seriously troubling to say the least. Uh, and uh, so that was one of the one of the issues raised that they wanted the CTCR to address more extensively in this document. And of course, we didn't focus simply on all the kind of negative and troubling aspects about mm-hmm. baptism. Most of what's here is quite positive, but but we do need to deal with some of those those kinds of issues. And as we have talked often on this program, as we grow into a culture where people are much less familiar with the Bible and the story of Jesus, and why, why do you do it that way and not this way? It, it did seem necessary to kind of go back to basics a little bit with this teaching and help people not only what does the Bible say about baptism, but what does the Bible say about how baptism connects us to the story of Jesus and what do the Gospels say, what does Paul say, what does Luther say, you know, and so we tried to unpack some of that in a, in, in some ways in kind of a simple way, but also in a way that goes down pretty deep, as you said, Sarah, into some of the real critical theological issues that are interconnected with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, When we introduce something new, one of the questions addressed here then is, you know, introducing something new or changing the formula, if mm -hmm. we will. Uh, When we introduce something new, um, is there something else that may be introduced as well? Is there something that comes along with it when you introduce something new? Well, Sure, you know, um, and we all we all I think recognize that um, you know when you're dealing with theology, you're dealing with something rooted in the Bible that God's word never changes. New things aren't necessarily always all bad, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do need to learn how to communicate the never changing word of God in new contexts. But when you begin to do things that are new that actually call into question what God himself has said and how he has instructed us to do things, then that, that really is troubling. And it does, it does carry with it, it does um, import often into our theology things that, you know, like, why are you changing that? Mm-hmm. So you it know? introduces questions and perhaps doubt. doubts. Doubts, mm-hmm. and especially when it comes to things like... Uh, the sacraments or any gifts that God gives us. I mean, the whole point of the gospel, right, is to help us, <laughs> give us assurance. Faith is is the opposite of doubt. The sacraments are meant to give and impart and strengthen faith. 
And if what they're doing instead, because of what we're doing with them, is creating doubt in people's minds, um, that's that's at odds with the very purpose that the sacraments were given. So, um, you know, we spend a lot of time in the document actually talking about the the issue of faith and how the promises that God gives us in baptism are intended to strengthen our faith and uh, a lot of exploration of those kinds of different theological themes as they as they connect to the doctrine of baptism and to kind of help parents too you know who who you know want the best for their children and and there there are changes there too there's some new in the early church of course um most of those coming to the christian faith were adults and so uh there isn't a lot said in the bible or even in the early church about the baptism of infants once christianity became quite established as a dominant religion the baptism of infants kind of became a norm at least for those churches that did baptize infants but we're moving kind of back to a time in the in the church where more and more who still baptize plenty of infants uh in the lutheran church but there are more and more adult baptisms so how you know how does that impact our need for instruction about baptism and our practice of baptism um, we try to address some of those questions in the document as well yeah with with so many more uh, of the the nuns nons that that maybe grow up uh, as as nuns i'm sure that the number of adult baptisms is only going to to go up mm-hmm. for a long time and yeah teaching <laughs> teaching an adult about baptism is is uh, maybe different than teaching a child you still need those those uh the simple things mm-hmm. uh, but but <laughs> when adults can reason through things and and have all of that cultural context right. it can be it can be complicated and and even the question we address here why do you need to be baptized as an mm-hmm. adult i believe in jesus you know yeah. they may say i heard the gospel i believe Believe. what what what's the point of the sacrament then uh, for someone who's already come to faith especially in a kind of in a thought world where it's sort of all about it often seems at least my will my choice I decided to do this uh, how does baptism fit into that um, and mm-hmm. and I think in that sense baptism I love the imagery of the Bible uh the of being born again in baptism because birth is such a passive thing mm-hmm. you know you don't you didn't decide to be born and say i think i'll be born <laughs> next week it happened to you and even though the born again kind of theology that you often hear about comes from a church tradition that emphasizes choice it's sort of a contradictory because um you know you choose to be born again Really? Did you choose to be born the first time? I don't think so. And so I love the imagery of, I think we need to kind of reclaim it. Um, the born again imagery is really uh, puts all the emphasis on God and his choice and what he does, not on we do, on what, what, what we do. The only thing we might do is put up a fight about being born, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Some reluctance to right. and some obstinance. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing we're good at. Uh, <laughs> What uh, we only oh man we only have about less than a minute. Did, did you learn anything in this process in preparing a, a new document? It, you always learn things, and in this case, uh, what was kind of surprising about going through the process of of preparing this document was just um, kind of how many how many new questions surfaced that. Uh, we hadn't really thought of before we we mm-hmm. dove into this, and many of them related to 
just again kind of connecting all the different varied stories of scripture how they come together in the doctrine of baptism the 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 multiplicity of images that are used uh baptism as being clothed you know with Christ's righteousness baptism as incorporating us into a new community citizenship kind of images in baptism new birth deliverance. I mean, it's amazing when you start going through the Bible and you start to explore all the different kind of analogies that Mm -hmm. the Bible uses for baptism and all the story, the Red Sea, you know, Mm -hmm. think of all the water stuff in the Bible, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) from Genesis to Revelation. All of that is somehow or another connected to baptism. It's Um, almost as if God unites us in baptism. There you go, Andy. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Joel Leyenbauer, Director of the LCMS Commission on Theology and Church Relations. Thanks so much for being our guest this morning. My pleasure. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Flannel Friday. <laughs> I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.